Sometimes in order to understand something, why it's functioning, what's going on, where is the root of the problem, um, so you can find a permanent solution, you have to not just judge it by what is going on right now, but you have to go back to the beginning and figure out why was it created? Where did this all come from? Because maybe it's doing exactly what it was created to do, right? Maybe there is no problem. Maybe there is no malfunction. But whatever it was intended, that's the purpose it is fulfilling, whether for good or for evil. So today, as you listen to this episode, I want you to think about everything that's going on. We're still talking about abortion. What side are you on? Pro-choice, pro-life. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for other people? Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hey, everybody, it's Sharif Antoinette, the host of My Beautiful Book Boss, the podcast. I am so excited to share another episode with you. Let me tell you something. This topic is becoming more and more near and dear to my heart. I have not um, actually struggled or personally been through this particular subject in my life so it's not something that I personally know you know I'm gonna share what I do know from a personal standpoint but it's not something that I decided to do um and therefore you know I do have stories and cases where I've heard people open their stories some people have actually had an abortion and opened up about it. And then I've also known some people who um, was contemplating, do they want to have an abortion? And what what was that like as they were sorting through? Are they going to abort? Are they not? And yes, some of these people, it was for all of the things, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Maybe some of the whys and who is actually considering this as an option. So um, if you don't know anything about me or the podcast, this is where us ladies who love the Lord, who save Holy Ghost feel and want to develop a deeper relationship with God. This is where we come. This is one place we can come right here. My beautiful book boss, the podcast. And as I share that name with you, it does have its own meaning. I want you to go back to the beginning of these podcast series way, way, way in the beginning. Um, maybe like episode 10, 11, something around there, because I'm going to share with you and really break down my foundational points real quick. If this is new for you, my is just an invitation to you. It's a discipleship for other women. I want to pour into you so you can pour into other people. That's what it's about, right? If you have something good, don't keep it to yourself. Share with your neighbor because that's a very good neighbor. Um, beautiful is beauty is not just on the outside, but it is an inner beauty. It is an inner glow, an inner glory that just shows up on the outside. I believe God made everything good and beautiful. So, you know, the presence of God is beautiful and everything he does is beautiful in our life. And we should see that beauty. Um, boss, I'm sorry, book, <laughs> book is the next step. 
seeking knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You do not want to be dumb, ignorant, foolish. Um, the Bible really talks about that. And one thing that I love that the Bible shares with us is that wisdom is described as a woman. Wisdom is the characteristic of a woman. So I believe us as women should be wise. Not that we don't need men or anything like that, but we can be wise. We want to know what God is telling us through his word. What is he telling us for right now? What is he instructing us to do in our own lives? And that way, when we come in a room, when it's our time to shine, we know exactly what we're doing in wisdom, right? And last is boss. I want you to boss up in your life and in your business. In your life, meaning to take back responsibility that the Lord has given you as a woman. You have the power to build up or to tear down. So which one are you doing? And if you are tearing down and have torn down your home, you still can build it back up. Build up your children. Build up your husband. Build up the people who's closest to you. All right. And last, build up in your business. Yes. If you don't have your own business, now is a great time to have at least a stream of income. If you don't want to have a full blown company, no problem. Just have something coming in. So God forbid, whenever something happens to your husband, to your children, you are still taken care of and you can leave this. You're leaving a legacy behind when you have a business. You can literally give it to your children. Pass it down. Or if it's just you and your husband, give it to him. Right? Um, all right, let's go ahead and dive into today's subject. So I opened up and I asked a few questions like trying to figure out if something like what's going on with whatever the thing is. And particularly we're talking about um planned parenthood. What is planned parenthood? Where did it come from? What you know, and when I was growing up, um and I'm going to share my story in the next upcoming series. So please, please, please subscribe to the podcast and continue to watch out for these releases. Um, when I was growing up, about 19 years old, I went to the health department to get my um, to get served because I was pregnant. So I was getting prenatal care and. That was the first time I heard of Planned Parenthood. They asked me, I, I don't know if they asked me while I was pregnant, but uh, for sure after having the baby, they asked all these questions. Do you want to sign up for the program? And just by listening to the name, I was like, yeah, I would like to, I would like to plan my family. That's what, honestly, Planned Parenthood, you're planning parenthood you're planning parenthood you're planning to become a parent that's what the word said to me planned parenthood you are planning parenthood well ladies if the cat isn't out of the bag it should be i pray scales fall off of your eyes I pray your heart can receive this message because planned parenthood was never to plan your parenthood. 
It was actually to take away your parenthood. Take away your rights to have a child. You, every time you get an abortion, you are killing your child. You are killing the seed that God has given you. It's worse than stopping something grow. Because one person used an example. An acorn, is the acorn a tree? No. An acorn is not a tree. That apple seed is not a tree. That is true. The apple seed is not the tree. But the apple seed has the tree inside. And once you begin to water it and put it in the soil, you know, give that sunlight, it's going to grow. Well, here's the thing. The seed itself is just lying dormant. It has life inside of it, but it hasn't started to grow yet. Right? Follow me, ladies. So when we begin to nurture it and allow it to grow, you can stop the growth by pouring the water on it or not putting it in the in the um in the ground. Like you can stop it from growing. But that doesn't mean you're killing it. If the plant literally is growing up out of the ground and you rip it from its environment, thank you, Holy Spirit. You have killed the plant. Well, that's what you're doing every time you get an abortion. The seeds, I would say, or the seed will be your egg. Every woman on earth, unless there is something going on biologically inside of your body that's hindering you from having children, you have eggs as a baby. This is a part of being a woman. You have eggs already inside of you. Whether you want to be a woman or not, God gave you the gift of femininity, of womanhood, to birth a child. Your eggs are there. So when a man breathes life inside of you by way of that sperm, and that sperm connects with that egg, then it begins to grow into a child the egg by itself has the ability to become a baby but it can't do it alone that life that breath of that sperm of that semen has the ability to grow into a child but it can't do it alone so when it comes together boom it's growing into a child i never said and this is what they try to get you to believe that having an abortion is simply just stopping. Like just stopping the plant from growing. No, it's worse than stopping the growth. I have children who look like they have stopped growing because they're so little. My babies are small. I'm a small person when you meet me. I have stopped growing. But I have not killed my growth. I have not killed my children. They are still living and breathing and changing. Well, that baby, when you perform an abortion or get an abortion performed, you are literally killing. You are taking the life from a child. And it is not a gentle way. Don't let them deceive you. They are literally piece by piece 
cutting off and ripping the baby's limbs piece by piece, the legs, the arms, and they know exactly which piece they have just pulled off and separated from the baby. Because when they pull it down, they look at it and they collect it for experiments, for vaccines. Yes, it's going into our vaccines and other little projects that these scientists are working on. I mean, I don't know about you, but it makes it's gross to me. I don't think that's right at all. But I mean, so anyways, um, if you have had an abortion, I am so sorry that you went through that. And that's why I continue to share this information, not just because I'm pro-choice or I'm pro-life, pro-life and I'm racist and all this other stuff that they're saying about pro-lifers. It's truly about you, too. It's not just about the baby. It's about you. And we're going to get into it a little later on. But first, I just, so we're clear. The apple seed, when it begins to grow, is one thing to stop the growth of the apple seed. But it's another thing to literally rip it out of the ground. And so you are removing the child from the womb. And I just found this out yesterday, but by nine days, just nine days, nine days, you may not even know you're pregnant in nine days. My body, I, I think it was like two weeks. So it, it may have been a little bit after nine days, but I felt the changes in my body. Um Man, I was tired. I felt like I had a cold, kind of sick. My my breast got big and it was hurting and changing. And even though you couldn't see my belly grow, my belly didn't start growing until after five months. I literally was five months pregnant with a little pudge. You couldn't see. It looked like I just ate food, right? Um, and this was with my first child. So I was already skinny. And but my hips spread, like I said, my breast was so big. You and my nose spread, like I had the pregnancy look, my face was kind of fat. Um, so I do want to make that point when you are getting abortion, so called, you're so called stopping your pregnancy. But I just want you to know you may have killed that child, but you didn't kill you as a mother. What do I mean? I mean, you still are probably longing after that baby and crying and and trying to figure out why did you do that? Why do you feel so guilty? You feel the shame. You probably are leaving the clinic wondering if people saw you. It, are your parents going to find out? Like, What? And your future children that you have, you probably still think about the first child that you aborted. Like, dang, was it? would I have felt this way with my first child? If, if, if so, if motherhood isn't that bad, why didn't I just go ahead and keep the baby the first time? Like, it's a whole bunch of thoughts. Or the second time, because sometimes people abort their children after they already have children 
So it could be a third child or a fourth child. So, you know, it works the same way. Um, Let me go to the founder of Planned Parenthood. First, I just want to be clear. Planned Parenthood had his name changed in around 1940 something, 1942. And it was because the world was in an uproar and the Nazi um, had their own agenda. And so Americans, white Americans, excuse me, y'all, if if y'all are listening, um, but it was, it was European Americans. They didn't like the terms that were being used. Eugenics, population control, birth control, all of these terms was becoming like offensive in America. So Margaret Sanger, the lady who founded it, she became wise, I guess, which is just more tricky once you learn who she really is and what she was about. Um, She changed the name. She changed the name from birth control to Planned Parenthood. And I just want to say something before I start reading um, about her. Birth control. When I thought about birth control, I really thought it was to control birth. Like, okay, I don't want to get pregnant in this, you know, this year. But next year, I want to start trying for a baby. So you take birth control. Well... <laughs> birth control was abortion. I don't see how that's controlling a birth in the sense of our favor for our good. I don't see how having an abortion is helping me control my births so I can have my kids spaced out or have them at a better time. It is literally killing my legacy. It is killing my children. It is killing what my future is supposed to be. I'm supposed to be a grandmother. I'm supposed to be a mother. I'm supposed to pass on something to someone who loves me in my bloodline, not other people in my bloodline. But birth control is population control that's what it is birth control is to control who is being birthed i'm not making this up it was the birth control league and they changed their name to planned parenthood but they had the same agenda and it was to create a super race and it was the super race is white people Again, my apologies if you are um, a lighter complexion listening to the podcast. I am not saying this. This is what the truth is. Margaret Singer, who was white, said that she wanted to create a super race. And she was white. She wanted all white people to live and all black people to die. That is the truth. Um, So Margaret Sanger, she also quoted weed out weed like weeds um, on the ground in a garden. She said, weed out the unfit people 
from the bloodline. And specifically, she said, she called us weeds. She said, the Negro race are weeds and we need to exterminate them. Wow. Last time I checked, I'm not a weed. My children are not weeds. Um, and we don't need to be exterminated. We don't need to be treated like weeds. And I do want to note here too. As I begin to think about all of the killings that has been happening, it's been teenagers and young adults killing and attacking children of other races. It has been white youth killing black children or Hispanic children, just brown complected people. And it's because we don't value life anymore. What makes you want to harm an innocent child, a baby? I don't care if the baby is white or black. Why would I just take out a knife and cut them up in little pieces? Because that's what an abortion is, guys. It's literally ripping the child apart. And you have to crush the heart and the chest. And one doctor reported, I know when I have crushed the head because the brains leak out now first you just told me that the fetus and the embryo is not a child it's just a a bunch of cells it's a grouped cell that's what it is but now you're gonna tell me that the brains literally gush out into your hands the juices are flowing everywhere this is not a human being we're talking about okay let me And then I want to say this, mothers are doing this to their children, but look how powerful you are. Again, you can build up or tear down. What are you doing? What are you going to choose to do? Are you going to allow someone who says that they love you and that they care for you and it's your choice and you should have the best life you can possibly live? Are you going to allow them to hurt your baby that way? Or are you going to stand up and be a woman and say, you know what? I was having sex because that's how you have a child. I was having sex. I didn't mean to get pregnant, but I'm going to take care of my baby. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. When I found out I was pregnant, I felt good and bad at the same time. I felt dirty. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I'm, I haven't been living my life good enough to have a child. And at the flip side, I was so honored. Like, I know I haven't been living the best way, but yet I'm a mother. Someone thinks highly of me to give me this child. Let me turn things around. And I did, y'all. From that moment on, I started walking in a better direction. I started to grow up. I didn't know anything about womanhood. I surely didn't know anything about motherhood, but I decided to change. I decided to pick up the call. I was already having a child. She was growing in my belly. I didn't know at the time she or he. But when it was confirmed, I was only seven weeks pregnant. Seven weeks. 
I said, I'm going before seven weeks when I felt that I was already pregnant. Because again, my body changed immediately. I could pick up on the changes. Less than two weeks, my body was changing. And so when I conceived, I felt like life came inside of me. From that moment, I changed. I became a mother. You want to know what I did? Probably that night or maybe the next night. I started looking up how to breastfeed. I started looking up and researching what is a mom? How do I be a good mom? I didn't think about hurting my child. I didn't think about going into an abortion clinic. That's crazy. That never came across my mind. What came across my mind was was how in the world am I going to take care of this child? And I don't want to go too far into my story. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say all of that because I want to dedicate a whole podcast to that. Okay, let me go ahead and talk about Margaret. Um, Let me give you all some facts first. Nine thousand people are raped and become pregnant or about nine thousand who are raped become pregnant. Okay, a hundred thousand cases of incest. I did not look up the proper definition of incest, but I do think it's like within the family when they have relationships within the family. Two thirds of teenagers. Oh, I'm sorry. Two third teenage pregnancies are unplanned. Um, it's cheaper to have an abortion than for taxpayers to support one child on welfare. Women have the right to decide what happens to their bodies. Uh, that's a lie. Um, and then it says black women and poor women um, are the ones who need this the most. Need this choice to have an abortion. Um, Because we are the ones who are getting raped. We are the ones who are having these teenage pregnancies. We are the ones who are on the welfare system. Can I just let y'all know how many people are on welfare? Um, I can't find... Oh, 43% of white people are... Yeah, 43%. Of whites are on welfare. Whites make up almost half of the welfare system. But yet we are still spreading these ugly lies. That black people need abortion clinics. Because we're on the welfare system. Okay. 23% Hispanic are on the welfare. 28. I'm sorry. 28% Hispanic. And then 23% black. So out of these the three groups, 43% is white, 28% is Hispanic, and 23% is black. We're the lesser, but yet we're getting so much pushback. I also want to say, check this out. We only make up 11% of the population, but we are 40% who are getting abortions. Y'all need to send this message to your friends right now. And I mean it. We are 40% who are getting the abortions. Black women, stop it. 
we only make up 11% of the population. I want to tell y'all something. In 2017, it was reported that we had about 500,000 births in the U.S., 500,000 births. Well, guess what? 2022, we have killed about 408,000 children. 408,000. I'm going to say that again because that don't even, I can't even count that. I can, how, what? What? 408,163 abortions. But we only birthed 500,000. Do y'all see what's happening? Let me go back to Margaret. She said, weed out and exterminate. All right. Let me go ahead. Y'all, I'm like. um, An estimated of 20 20 million abortions. We're just talking about blacks, okay? African-Americans, about 20 million since 1973. Um, Margaret Sanger wrote, she wrote a lot, you guys, and she wrote a book called Women and the New Race. And these are some of the quotes. I'm not sure if all of these quotes are in the book or just from her speaking, but this is all coming from Margaret. Okay. Not Sharice, Margaret. Birth control is nothing more or less than the facilitation of the process of weeding out the unfit, of preventing the birth of defectives, of those who will become defectives. It's so many wrong things about what she just said. She said birth control is the process of weeding out the unfit. She has called Negroes. She's specifically talking about us. Negroes. That's the word that she used. That's what I'm using it. Uh, She said we're unfit. We are defective. Like something's wrong with us. Nothing is wrong with me. Okay. Nothing is wrong with my children. Nothing is wrong with my family. I don't. Something is wrong with her to think that a black person is defective. She said we are defective. And our children will become defective. So let's go ahead and kill them now. We all have a choice, you guys. And this this is what I want y'all to know. And this is why I am still doing the podcast. I do the podcast. I have a YouTube channel. This is why I create the products I create. The first thing I created was a journal, was a scripture journal for black women to represent because you need to know that you don't have to go down the rabbit hole. You do not have to be raped. You don't have to have unplanned pregnancies. You don't have to use your body and mistreat your body and continue to have sex with men who don't love you, who abuse you. You don't have to live this way, y'all. Oh my gosh. And then to allow our children Especially our young girls, 
Um, my baby girl is about to be 13 this year. Woohoo! Let's give it up for her. My oldest baby is going to be 13 years old. Do you think I allow her to go outside with booty shorts on? Think about it. Skin tight shirts, crop shirts showing her belly. Skirts showing her butt if she bend over. Or tight, tight clothes on, tight leggings, her breasts hanging out. Why would I do that? You don't think that's drawing attention? Yeah, it's going to draw the dogs. The dogs are going to come. That's the only men who is going to come after her is dogs. Because ain't no man in their right mind is going to treat her like a lady. Dressing that way. They going to tell her, you better go find your daddy and your mama and change them clothes. That's that's a good man. He going to tell her to go change her clothes. But he's not going to wooze over her. And if you, not only are you raising your children up to do those things, but you're probably doing it too. I got good news for you. You don't have to act that way. Again, I have... Um, I have a lot of things coming up on the podcast as well as the YouTube channel because we're going to talk about these things and then I'm going to help you. So I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not here to like down talk you and say you're no good. Absolutely not. That's why I'm sharing this information because I think you are good. I think you do have value, but you're not giving yourself the credit. You're not rooting for yourself. When you have an abortion, you're not saying that you're going to be a good mother. You're not saying you can handle the job and the responsibility. I think you can. How do I know? Because God allowed you to have that precious baby. And you guys, I'm probably going to have to make a part two of this, but When you are aborting your child, you are literally aborting the process of becoming a mother. Yeah. Think about that mother and that woman who spoke into your life, who nurtured you, who shaped you, who molded you. You think she just one day did it by herself? No, she had to grow into that. She had to mature into that woman. Well, I had to mature into that woman. But it came by way of being a mother. It was a process. When I had my first child, I didn't know what I was doing. When I had my second child, I still didn't know what I was doing. My third or my fourth. But by the time we had these beautiful twins, number five and six, We kind of feel like we know better, know how to do better. We've tried it over and over and over again. My husband and I, both of us, have changed completely. Our parenting parenting styles have changed. But we, as human beings, our character has changed. I'm not trying to be a good mother. I am a good mother now. I am not trying to love them. I do love them now. But here's the truth. The only way I did that 
is through trial and error. <laughs> and so I don't want you guys to continuously to fall and to fail or to feel like failures. We have so many amazing women on this podcast who have shared their triumphs and their fails with you. Take that, learn from it, and go further. My own stories are here, out in front, so you can learn. So let me, again, quickly go through Margaret Sanger. She is the woman who founded Planned Parenthood. It was called birth control. And this is what she said. Prevent uncontrolled procreation and establish a world program of birth control. This is what she wants to do. She wants to prevent uncontrolled procreation. She wants to prevent black people from having children. She wants to establish a world program. She wants to go into other countries doing the same thing. She wants to prevent people from having children. Again, she's not preventing her race from having children. She only wants to prevent specifically black children, black people from having children. And she also wants to prevent other minorities as well. Um, knowledge of birth control is essentially moral. This is what she said. It's moral. It's right. It's right. It's a no-brainer. It's general, though prudent, meaning it's careful and thought about the future. She has carefully thought about the future of herself, of her children, of her race. And so they need to practice. Practice must lead to a higher individuality. Abortion is put in place so it can lead into a higher individuality, higher individual people, and ultimately a cleaner race. So she's going from person to person so she can individually right create individual people so if black people are doing everything to have children but yet we're killing our children then her race which is white can have more children and eventually a cleaner race meaning eventually when margaret singer has had her will blacks will be no more so we're starting with your children. We're starting inside of your womb. We're killing your baby right now. But eventually when you die, guess what? <laughs> no more kids. No more blacks. All black people will be erased off of this planet. So there can be a cleaner race, which is the white race. Again, I'm so sorry if you are of another race, if you are white and you listen to my podcast, but this is what she is saying. This is what um, Margaret Sanger is representing. All right, let's move on. The most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. Margaret Sanger just said, the most merciful thing you can do is to kill your child. Y'all, that's not mercy. 
Um, did God kill us? Look at this nation. Look what we are doing in this nation. Has God sent a bomb to blow us all up or whatever? You know, he, in fact, sent a rainbow after Noah. And he said, every time this rainbow is in the sky, it is to actually remind me and you guys that I will never flood the earth again. That's how merciful God is. He already destroyed the earth once. He said he will not destroy it by water again. That's what he said. That's mercy. That's merciful. And so you want to know why things are going on and on and on. Because God's mercy. He said he was not going to destroy the earth. Not this soon. He's going to let it play on out. Um, That's God's mercy. Let me keep going. The Negro Project is to place abortion clinics to serve the black community. Again, the Negro Project, that's what she titled it. So she could get abortion clinics inside of the black community. So she titled it the Negro Project. Place, and then y'all listen to the Negro Project. Listen very carefully. Place black doctors inside of the black abortion clinics in order to build more trust so the patient can share, and I quote, ignorance, their superstition, and their doubts. That way, the Negro client can trust the black doctor. And because the black doctor has trust from the Negro client, now they will listen to what the doctor has to say. Oh, I understand that you're scared. Well, no worry. We're here for you. Go ahead and get an abortion today. Y'all, do that sound like... (laughs) Seriously, does that sound like someone who's for my good and my well-being? Y'all, the black doctors will be trained by them. And also, this is what Margaret said, for the more rebellious Negro, give them a minister. So you have a black doctor trained by them, manipulated by them, to kill every child who comes into the clinic. And now you have a minister. So black people will not only fall for the doctor And if we start to reject what the doctor is saying, oh, send a minister. So let's put religion into it. Let's act as if God is pleased by this act. Let's tell them that God wants to kill their baby. Basically, it's what she's saying. We do not want word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to more of the rebellious members. <laughs> Margaret was sent from Satan herself, himself. She said, we don't want anybody to know that we're trying to kill the black population, black people. So we're going to go ahead and have a minister. That way they won't know what's going on. Mm. Blacks should not expect anything 
because we will be served by other blacks. This is what she's saying. Black people should not expect or suspect. They shouldn't be suspicious because when you look in the clinic, it's all black people. Well, I want to tell y'all, when I went to clinics, it was nothing but all white people. I'm going to be honest. Or people from different nationalities. And But I feel like this trick is still working. Because when you go to abortion clinics, again, I've never been to an abortion clinic. I've only been to a clinic to actually have my baby. So the women's clinic. When you go to those places, it's all women. So these abortion clinics are now being run by majority women and women doctors, right? So when we talk about the women's reproductive rights and health care, women care, it sounds like it's for women, but it's not. It's coming directly against my womanhood. I have a right to have children, It's something that God only gave to me. My husband cannot have children, y'all. My sons cannot have children. Only I can and my daughters can. So you're telling me that women's reproductive rights for me is to kill my children. How is that a right? How is that a reproductive right? Reproductive is to produce. It is to reproduce. It is to have children. No, L. Um, it is to have children. But yet they're taking that that right away. It's a play on words. It's to trick you. Um, so the the last thing I want to say, they also sterilize one third of population, specifically Puerto Rican women. When Margaret was putting up her clinics in other nations she sterilized meaning you cannot have children one third of the population this is sickening y'all um 80 percent 80 percent of abortion clinics 80 percent that's a high number is in low-income communities the leading cause of death, higher than all other causes combined. So we're talking about the guns and gun control. We're talking about, you know, black people being poor, impoverished. And, you know, they're subtle, they're subtle to all of these gun violence. They're subtle to low health care. They're subtle to um, not getting educated properly and dying to all of these diseases. Well, guess what, you guys? All of those causes, and yes, it does happen in our community, but all of that combined does not equal to the rate that we are killing our children by way of abortion. So here are some numbers. Black, for, for black 49 years. So it is factored that we have had about 408,000 yearly abortions about thir- and the rate keeps going up you guys um so 34,000 monthly abortions 7,000 almost 8,000 weekly abortions and about 1,000 daily 
It is said that only 100 people are dying. About 100 people are dying from guns or the use of guns. Well, 1,133 children are dying every single day from abortions. And guess what, ladies? You are voluntarily going to these abortion clinics. Don't go. Go to a church and get help. You need to ask around and call around and ask them, is there a program to help you have your child? You need health care. You want to have your baby. And even if you decide to give your baby up for adoption, guess what? That is an option. But do not sit here and abort your own being. You are better than that. You are more than that. That is not your only choice. Do not abort your baby. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end it right here. I'm going to end it with a prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for allowing me to have another podcast. And I thank you for every woman who has decided to turn this podcast on and to listen to it. I pray that you bless her, Lord. I pray that you begin to change her heart right now. If she is deciding that she wants to have an abortion, she might be holding her belly. Lord, allow her to just understand that there is a living, breathing, growing human being inside of her and that she does not have to kill her child. She does not have to abort her child. And if there is anybody listening who had the courage, let them know that they are very courageous and brave to even turn it on even after having an abortion. The woman who's listening right now who has had an abortion, honey, repent. If you are sorry, if you are guilty, tell the Lord right now, God, I'm sorry. You know I have carried this weight for many, many years. I've never said it to anybody. But today, I want to go ahead and give that burden to you. He will forgive you. But just ask him and then believe that he has forgiven you and then allow the Lord to work in your heart because he's going to have to remove that pain. He's going to have to remove that guilt. And so I just pray right now, Lord, that you begin to overwhelm her with your love. Don't give up on her, Lord. I know you won't because you didn't give up on me and allow her just allow her to have healing and recovery from her past. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Y'all stay beautiful, be wise, be all that God created you to be. And I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.